0: Hello, I'm Amanda Taylor, and this is My First Name as Agent, a semi-regular report of my journey to watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today's topic is Captain Marvel. The first thing I want to discuss is my new prevailing theory about women's stories taking place out west. I follow a decent number of women who are creators and go-getters, much like myself, and with exactly one exception, they all live in L.A. The main action of Captain Marvel, the first female-led blockbuster smash of the MCU, takes place in Los Angeles. Maybe there's just more space out west to be a woman. Or something. I don't know, like I said, it's a new prevailing theory. I don't usually warn this, but my analyses always have hella spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, go see Captain Marvel and then come back. Support female stories and female filmmakers. I saw Captain Marvel with my usual Marvel gang, my sisters, their boyfriends, and Kaylee, who up until extremely recently was my boyfriend at these types of events. So there was a lot of girl power, and I think between us, a lot of apprehension about how this was all going to go down. On a panel I did last fall about feminism in the MCU, I talked about how I wasn't going to hold this movie to an unrealistic standard. Some of the standalone Marvel movies are garbage. I mean, heck, one of the Avengers movies is garbage. It would not be fair to walk into this one, which was going to feel different no matter what, expecting it to be the best Marvel movie of all time. That's exactly the kind of bullshit that bars women from executive, technical, and leadership positions. They aren't compared to the male candidates. They're compared to perfection. And this movie wasn't perfect. I didn't like Carol, the character, all that much. She felt a little bit too much like an avatar for the female experience rather than her own person. Although the main villain of the story was telling her to check her emotions, it wasn't readily apparent that she was terribly emotional. More on that later. Some of this is obviously contributed to by her amnesia. Like, who even is she? But some of it was a little bit of just safe writing. I really wasn't sure what her motives were. I knew she was a soldier, had a desire to help people, full stop. So more personality next time, please, writers. But because she was an avatar, I got really into her shoes. I wanted to literally get into her shoes and her flight suit. I would look darling in a jumpsuit like that, you guys. I liked watching her hair go from helmet hawk to frizzed-out fight hair to pretty curls. I liked that she had a higher-pitched, more traditionally feminine voice. I mean, sure, she dressed in a grunge uniform when she wasn't suited up, but what's more relatable and more female than a leather jacket? She was a woman pushing boundaries while mentored by another woman and working closely with yet another woman. This wasn't one of those cool girls who hangs out with the boys and doesn't understand other women like previous iterations of the strong female character that we've been given by Marvel. Carol's relationship with Maria Rambeau was supportive, refreshing, and honest. I loved it. And I loved the inclusion of Monica, Maria's daughter, too. Generations of women inspiring women. I was touched. I also really liked Gemma Chan's inclusion as a baddie who just didn't like Carol. True feminism isn't a blanket approval of all women. We are allowed to fight. And speaking of fighting, so Carol's main rival is her main mentor and the guy who's trying to help her reach her full potential. Listen, I cried a lot during this movie from the Stanley intro on, but I cried the most when she blasted him 30 feet into the desert and said, I have nothing to prove to you. It's such a male perspective of power to think that women need to prove themselves by behaving the way a man would, also known as the prescribed right way. Women have different power, and it just so rarely gets a chance to shine and, you know, blast someone 30 feet into the desert. In typical villain fashion, whatever his name is, Jude Law's character, tried to convince his protege that she needs to master herself, when in fact, her power was her emotion, her care, her enthusiasm, her determination— I saw an amazing tweet that really summed this up. It said, Are you telling me that some of the men are upset about the film that is an extended metaphor for how men gaslight women into believing that they don't have power because the men fear the women's power and want to control it? How unexpected. That's from Mrs. WTF at Snurry. As a woman who has been manipulated and held back by men who claim to care about me, I felt this hard. If there is a message to take away from this film, it's that. To discover your power, use it, own it, and dismantle the patriarchy. Captain Marvel was co-directed by Anna Bowden, written by Anna and three other ladies. The movie had three female producers, a woman composer, and was co-edited by a woman. All of this is so worth noting and worth celebrating. Obviously, This is my mission at Apple Juice Productions to tell female stories using female experts, not just a woman in front of the camera. And as my friend Bree pointed out, this movie felt more aligned with a true female gaze than some of its predecessors because it actually had women behind the scenes. Because I had read the run of comics written by the incomparable Kelly Sue DeConnick, who had a cameo in the movie that made me scream, That's Kelly Sue! very coolly and collectedly in the theater, I knew to expect sass and flerkens. Goose, who was never a cat, was fun to watch. Nick Fury with Goose was adorable to watch. And I liked seeing his relationship with Carol, too. Seeing him before he became stoic gave his character more humanity and slightly more interest. I've always been favorable to the non-powered people who choose to align themselves with the supers. You know my affinity for the girlfriends which brings me to the immense joy and pleasure I got from watching Phil Coulson return triumphantly to the big screen MCU. I squealed, I cried, I flailed. I don't need to restate how much I love Clark Gregg, do I? Just go back and listen to the rest of this podcast. It's everywhere. Music was fun, though I wished it had been louder. Maybe I'm going deaf in my old age. The 90s element was really well used and, in my opinion, not overdone. Good job, Marvel. You finally gave us what we deserve. And did anyone think about this? Peggy, for whom this pod was named, started S.H.I.E.L.D. Carol inspired the Avengers. Then there's Maria, who's a certified badass. Natasha's, like, always integral to every plot. May is the cavalry. It's like they know. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's a new era of feminism in pop culture, and especially in the MCU, and we are not going anywhere.